You're listening to the Ladylike Podcast. Ladylike is the show where funny women tell disgusting stories. I'm your host, Jenna Gephardt. Uh, and I, so I always forget to, I always forget to say things like this, but uh, if you're listening to this podcast and if you like it, uh, the best thing that you could do for me is tell somebody else about it and maybe they'll like it and listen to it. And wouldn't that be tight if people um, listen to this podcast? I, I want to, I really want, I really want to get sponsored by Summer's Eve. Uh, so let's make it happen. Okay. Uh, this week I talked to Jessie Morner-Ritt, uh, and she's been on the show before, but when she was on the show last time, she hadn't just had a seven-pound cyst removed from her belly, or, or an abortion, which, and she had both of those, and she was here to talk about it. Um, and we talked about a, a bunch of other things, too, and we kind of got carried away and it got a little long, so I just have a really short live story this week, and it's from me, and it's about the time I found a turd at the laundromat. Uh, so here is Jesse Morner-Ritt. I have a cold. It's just for the listeners. I have a horrible cold. I will be... Do you want to tell them how you treated it this morning? Well, no. <laughs> it's a little embarrassing. I thought it's a bit of a I, hot girl treatment yeah, coming up. And I really I really am not this way, so that's why I'm like, why would I <laughs> I thought I wasn't feeling that bad. I was feeling really congested, so I thought if I maybe went for a run, I could sort of sweat it out and decongest myself and it seemed to have the opposite effect and I feel quite bad now. Yeah. Hours later I feel like death. Yeah. She went on a run. And I'm drinking tea, which I hate. And then she biked to brunch. Well, that I would have done. That I would have done that either way. Because what am I going to walk? That's disgusting. Well, I know, but the fat run to bike? Then well, what are the you going to do? Swim? Part... Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> swim in the Chicago River? A bit of a triathlon of the sick hot girl? <laughs> I just simply, whenever I'm sick, I'll never leave my bed. I just lay like a mummy there yep. for hours and I complain and I, oh, I love and I don't complain. shower and I yes. love to really sink into to it. Yeah, I um. So what I do is I kind of just do exactly what I would have been doing anyways. Yeah. And then I'll have a cold for two weeks. Yeah. Which is sort of, sort of quirky about me. <laughs> when I got my surgery, my cyst removal surgery, which is for what the we're listeners, here to talk about yeah, today. I got a seven pound <clears throat> cyst that was in my fallopian tubes removed, and the fallopian in tube the itself. Tubes? Yeah, I only have one fallopian tube wow. now. But Wait, um, what is your other ovary up to? So whenever that now produces, and that's the fallopian tube, it just kind of floats around. Into and, your body? Yeah, and my mom... So it's just got an open tube at the Just end? an open tube. And that kind of excites me to think about. That is... Yeah. It's kind of like... It makes me think of like a water slide <laughs> yeah. where... And then the egg is like, wee, And then hanging around in the pool. <laughs> yeah, and then like all the other cells are like trapped in the kiddie pool, the fallopian tube. <laughs> yeah, and they're like, let us out. I'm going to get another cyst probably in that fallopian tube <laughs> so that it can be free. But my parents came down for the surgery and they were talking to the doctor... And they were like, okay, well, if you take the fallopian tube out of her body, is she going to be able to get pregnant? Which is like a suit, which is super ironic because the way I found out I had a cyst <laughs> was because I got pregnant and I had to go get a sonogram. And in the sonogram, they're like, you have maybe like a, I don't even know how big the fetus was because it was like at five weeks or something. So it barely existed. But the cyst was seven pounds. And they're like, you have something much bigger. You're still <laughs> <laughs> And, um, 
so yeah the doc my mom's like is she still gonna be able to get pregnant and my mom knew about the abortion and everything and so the doctor was like yeah <laughs> she got pregnant last month and her fallopian tube's been out of commission for like years oh my gosh so they removed how that. long has it been growing if it was seven pounds they think like years and they just couldn't believe that I didn't feel it because they're like, your belly is so bloated. And I was like, I thought I just kept all my energy in there. <laughs> <laughs> like, I thought that was kind of, you know, just my special little body that it, I always thought my yeah, body was explain, kind of like an optical illusion. Explain your body to the listeners. <laughs> so I'm beautiful in the face. Stunningly gorgeous. Stunning. And then nice like normal. Like yeah. I like, personally. <laughs> Like a big set of... She likes a big teeth because she sees them and goes, that's like a chomping yeah, set like, that oh, could rip into rabbit meat. She could bite through a rope if we got tied yeah. up. <laughs> <laughs> so I have kind of like a normal face. Then normal, 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 average. And For the listeners, uh, Jessie's bringing her hands. Oh, down my body. Down. I'm kind of rubbing yeah. myself. Yeah, so right. I'm right past the tits. Tits are a little bit on the smaller side, um, but the nipples are proportional. And <laughs> they... You know, so then you're down past the boobs. And this is where things get to get start to get a little shaky. <laughs> because it used to be just like firm flesh. <coughs> firm flesh that just like protruded out really far, but you couldn't really tell looking straight on at me. Like you like it was like normal when you looked straight on at me. But when I turned to the side, there was never not an instance where I was like I was always mistaken for pregnant, probably like two days every week. Someone would be like, especially on the subway, they're like, do you need to, they would mime it, like, do you need to sit down? Like, you're pregnant. Okay, so that sounds like you should have kept the cyst then, probably. Yeah, like, I mean, people were giving up so far. <laughs> but so that was kind of interesting about my body, and no one could be like, hey, you're gaining weight, because I wasn't. But I just like had this optical illusion of a body. <laughs> and I always thought it was natural because also there are all these pictures of me as a little kid where I had kind of like a bigger belly. Oh, you mean the way children have? Yeah, that's, I look like a children, <laughs> but I'm a 25 year old woman. Okay, <laughs> I so look like a toddler. It seems like the warning signs were there we're a little absolutely bit. absolutely <laughs> there. <laughs> and as the nurse was like putting me to sleep, I had this nurse, Carolyn, who is actually an incredible communicator, which is really rare for a medical official to be. When I started going through all these like medical appointments, my friend who works in public health told me, she's like, doctors are the worst communicators. You need to go in there with a notebook and you need to tell them exactly how you want to be talked to, like the tone of voice you want them to use. Wow. Because doctors be are just so bad. I know. I was like, I just kind of want to sit back and let them do their thing, you know? But Carolyn was a great communicator. I really appreciated her. And as they were putting me under, she was kind of stroking my arm and saying, you really have a little belly on you, don't you? Because I, like, <laughs> I was laying down and my belly did when I was laying down, my belly rose out of a sheet. That's kind of, <laughs> there was like a little bump. Man, I wish I would have thought to really, to really look at, because now I'm like, yeah. I, well, I saw you with your belly and that, but I didn't really notice one way or the other. And now I'm like, yeah. even now I've seen you do like a bit where you get totally naked on stage. And I didn't really notice. It, especially because no, I was front on. Like. Yeah. <laughs> There's actually a photo of me where I did a bit where I was fully nude, where I was kind of like standing on a stool, arching my back protruding my belly and it really looks like I'm carrying a sack of potatoes in there or something like it looks <laughs> well seven pounds is like a baby that's like it's a baby. certainly the size of a baby it's yeah like, like I feel like eight eight six to eight is like kind of normal right for yeah well actually apparently I babysit a one-year-old right now and I was 
trying to ask Carolyn like when I could return to work and my parents were in the room and she's like how old's the baby I'm like it's probably almost one years old and like I do have to pick it up a lot she goes well how much does it weigh because you can't after a cyst removal surgery you can't pick anything up over 10 pounds for like four weeks I'm like I don't know I think it probably weighs like eight to nine pounds and Carolyn immediately was like no absolutely not (laughs) and my parents were like Jesus Christ she's like for context your cyst weighs seven pounds she's like I'm gonna ask you again how much this baby weighs she's like and I need you to really think and I was like hmm I'm still coming up with eight pounds. I don't know. I'm like, I just, I don't know how much this baby weighs. I mean, my cat probably weighs like nine pounds, so. Really? Thunder? No, 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 not that one. He probably weighs like 15. Oh, you're kidding. He's a big boy, yeah. Thunder is a big bone boy. David said that when he was his heaviest, he weighed 20 pounds, so. Really? Yeah. Maybe he weighs more than that, actually. I don't know. I think there's something problematic with cats where I really think they're at their best when they're heavy. Yeah. Even if it's, like, not super healthy for them. And I'm not raising any cats. Like, no cat is at danger, but it's just something I've noticed. Taylor's parents have this massive tabby cat, like, like a meatball. Like, like its back feels like fat, like a pimple. (laughs) And I was always like, this cat is so overweight. And he, his family's always like, no, he's just a big cat. And I'm like, no. No. (laughs) And then Taylor's mom called and was like, we just found out that Finn has type 2 diabetes. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that actually maps on really well to kind of every story about overweight children in this country. Tiny little legs, too. No, just a big girl. Yeah. <laughs> no, just a big girl. Oh, no. Very ill. Oh, the nine-year-old I babysit is just all belly in a way that I really was, too. But she comes bounding out of her classroom, and I'm like, God. And her mom's like, we really got to slow it down with the sweets with Ari. And I'm like, I've been telling you this since I started working here. Are you allowed to tell them that and be like, just so you know, your kid's kind of like... Well, because she just is, like, consuming the craziest foods. Oh, really? Yeah. She she told me she was really... One time she's like, I'm really having a hunkering for honeysuckle. Or, like, honeycomb. Honeycomb. Honeycomb the I, cereal? No, honeycomb, like, the honeycomb. And I'm like, I don't think oh, you like know what bear? that is. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm positive you have no idea what that what is. What am I thinking of? What's the cereal? Oh, the honeycomb. It is honeycomb. honeycomb. That's what I think of first. Yeah. It's the little squares with like yeah. the windows with in the it. With the little like a hairball as their mascot. Yeah. Their mascot that is, is a really crazy good. hairball that flies around the room. It's like, yummy. <laughs> I really like that mascot. I liked him better than that, that, that freaking tiger. Bird. Oh, that too. <laughs> yeah. I'm at the toucan. Oh, yeah. What's he for? I don't trust that guy. A big beak. Fruit Loops. Yeah. Yeah. yeah big, big. I don't trust a big beak. <laughs> I don't trust a guy with a big beak on a cereal box. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> um. Yeah. And Tony the Tiger, I find too masculine, so I don't trust yeah. him either. Yeah, that's kind of my thing about it. I always felt like Frosted Flakes were like they he, like, didn't he want frosted me eating them personally. Them. <laughs> yeah. He didn't want me eating them because he frosted them personally with his own fucking cum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I really he likes know. sports too much. I yeah, I don't trust the guy. Yeah, he's always um, running around with a whistle. Yeah. Oh no, thank you. Yeah. That, I absolutely. had a gym teacher like that, and I didn't. He I didn't trust him either. <laughs> we had a gym teacher. This is so wild. Um, when I was like in middle school, we had this new gym teacher. So we had one <clears throat> gym teacher that we'd had since kindergarten, and he was great. We would just play like dodgeball and stuff. And it was really fun. Yeah. Uh, his name was Mr. Peckham, and he, or he had this one game. It was called. Pom Pom Pull Away, and I don't remember the rules, but 
he'd start on either end of the gym and he would just scream, bum, bum, ball away. We just fucking <laughs> run straight at each other like a brave heart. <laughs> but I don't remember the rest of the rules. That but. seems like definitely more a game for him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. Um, he would always scream stuff like that. He, like, during Hickle, he'd go, have fun, but be careful. <laughs> <laughs> I had the, the first time I, like, felt connected to an older woman was my PE teacher, Coach Dickinson. She just, like, ran really fast miles, was, like, had no sense of humor, and I found something, like, really admirable about her whole thing. Oh, we she had a gym like, teacher like yeah. that, too, kind of, like, a sort of a more butch woman. But yeah. not, I don't think gay. I think she was just a gym teacher, but. Yeah, Coach Dickinson never talked about her personal life, which I also found incredible. I'm like, there's no need for us to talk about any of this frivolous nonsense. (laughs) Our gym teachers weren't sharing things like that with us. Really? (laughs) Oh, but the reason I started talking about it is, so then his name was Mr. Wint. He shows up, kind of this younger guy, ex-military guy, and literally he starts, he gets like a middle school gym class, and luckily I was in the fun gym class, I wasn't in his, but he would make them like run, just run around the gym, or like do, um... Like, they had to, part of their grade was they would each do 10 free throw shots, and however many you made was, like, you know, you'd get, like, 8 out of 10, that would be part of your score. For some reason, <laughs> I find that so offensive. It is, because, like, there was, like, I mean, there's this, like, girl, like, she was, like, 4 feet tall. She was, like, a tiny little person. I'm like, she's not going to score fucking, I can't believe they, like, let him do that. Yeah. So, what's interesting is I believe that probably no one let him do that, but that no one ever followed up on it. Yeah. You can kind of grade people however you want to grade them until someone checks. Okay, that dog needs to stop barking. Um, I think he's an incredible podcast guest. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of has a Mark Maron energy. (laughs) Um, One of my friends... uh, (laughs) Stop barking! One of my friends um, developed kind of a sort of a... sort of a psycho t- level crush on the gym teacher, the, the <laughs> really? military guy, and would, like, stalk him, like, go by his house and, like, call him. He had to, ch- he had to change his phone number. Like, I, I only know that because he was talking, like, someone overheard him talking to another teacher and being like, I get, like, ten prank calls a day and I have to change my number. <laughs> oh, my, and it was your friend? Yeah. And was she just, like, kind of describing it as this, like, quirky thing she was doing? Yeah, it was, like, she talked about it the way that she would talk about, like, she was, like, really into celebrities, too, you know, like, she really liked Jessica Simpson, like, a lot, and so that was just sort of, like, it was kind of in that same vein where it was just, like, one of her hobbies. She sounds like an original member of the Bling Ring, (laughs) but for, like, a small town Wisconsin. Yeah, it was, um, one time she she was mad at me, and she's like, I made Mr. Wint um, a pizza bagel in Homac, and if you bring it to him and say it is from me, you may come to my birthday party, and if you do not, you may not come to the birthday party, and I was like, I, there's no way in hell I'm bringing <laughs> this creepy gym teacher a pizza bagel, and so I, and she you was him. true to her word, and I did not go to <laughs> the birthday party. <laughs> and instead, Mr. Went invited you over to hang out. <laughs> what Where is she now? To? Uh, I wonder more about this girl. Honestly, she kind of leveled out. Really? Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess that's the time that you kind of, like, explore obsession. And yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I'm like, I don't, I would, uh, I would say more, but I'm like, maybe I'm, maybe I'm 
Oh, yeah, you when we stop recording, I'll tell you. I'll tell you something. And if people want to <laughs> know, you can just DM me on Instagram. It got so crazy. It, yeah. it, was, it was very wild. Yeah, yeah. And then feel free. Yeah. Or and then like, I'll kind of wildly share it because I don't have any allegiance to this person. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, but well, let's get back to the cyst. That's oh, the yeah, reason yeah. we're all here today. Tell us about. We're all here today. Yeah, that we've all. Um, that we're all. Uh, um, <laughs> wait. So. Tell us about the... Okay, so basically they are like, it's wild that you didn't notice you have yeah, this thing in you. They were like, it's wild you didn't notice <laughs> for numerous reasons. Because cysts happen a lot in women, especially like now that people are getting IUDs. Them, yeah. yeah, like especially now that women are getting more IUDs, they're kind of checked more often with like an, uh, an extravenous ultrasound in checkups. So... Or just with their hands. Yeah, or just with, like, the fingers. They yeah. can feel oh the God. cysts. I couldn't believe how hard she did it to me oh the last time. My. Dr. Solomon fingered around. me hard. Oh, a hard finger. Absolutely. Yeah. I had this, like, yeast infection thing. and So I was, like, already, like, it didn't feel good down there. And yeah, and then she, two fingers in and, like, wedging my organs this way and that. Yeah. They were like, is this hurting? And they were like, yes. pressing down on my stomach. Like, and I'm like, my who eyes. would it not hurt what you're yeah. doing to me? <laughs> what they did to my cat when she had a bladder infection where they were like for sort of fondling her organs around and yeah yeah the uncomfortable yeah anyways but so they found so anyway a lot of women have cysts and a lot they're like more some people argue that IUDs are like causing more ovarian cysts specifically but the other hormones? people yeah or and just because it's like it's a relatively new technology like they don't really have any research on like what it actually does to your body but so other people are just arguing that because they get checked up more with their yeah. iud's like the cysts are more easily discoverable but so cysts are usually really small like my friend has just a tennis size cyst in her tit and it's just like never getting that removed because they like checked if it was cancerous because that's like the main fear with cysts that they're cancerous wait was that the thing when i first met you and you're like have a look at this nipple. Oh. Was Wait, that something else? Did I make you look at my nipple? Wait, was it your nipple? I thought it, I don't want to. I thought <laughs> you can feel free. if it's my nipple. No, I stand by what I did. It was your nipple. It was your friend's nipple, whose name I won't say on the oh, podcast. Yeah. No. Oh, okay, no. That was else. some. I There's think that was actually nipple. a rash. Okay, um, okay. But if you do want to send me pictures of your body, I'll show them to anyone who's sitting next to me. <laughs> well, and I misheard you. So I kind of came over to your table. You guys were eating, and yeah. I didn't hear what you said. And I thought, I don't know what I thought you were going to show me, but all of a sudden it was just like a full, <laughs> like, zoomed-in titty. <laughs> and I was like, wow. And you're like, okay, well, that's flesh and like, blood. Well, what is that? So... <laughs> um, but so the cysts are, oh, right. So my friend has a cyst in her boob and she's just not getting it removed because it's not cancerous. It's pretty small, um, inoffensive. She doesn't want to get it removed. Um, can you see it or you can just feel it? You can feel it if you give her kind of a good fondle. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so I got pregnant like two months ago which I had had a dream that let me know I was pregnant oh. the night before. I was, like, going in to get STD checked, but I had this, like, dream right before I kind of fell asleep. I was still, like, in a subconscious state where I had to tell my boyfriend that I was pregnant, and the next day was April Fool's. So in my dream, I was kind of like, I know you're going to think this is a bit, but it's firmly not a bit, you know? So, and then the next day I went to get STD tested and got a pregnancy test just for the hell of it So it was, like, on my mind because of what happened last night, and then they were like, you're pregnant, and I was like, 
I'm absolutely going to need a phone charger. I just have so many people to contact now. <laughs> but um, <laughs> so I found out I was pregnant, and then when you're pregnant, I forgot that it was on April Fools because yeah. like I literally I was eating breakfast with Wyatt when he got oh the call God. from you, and I felt so bad because he's like, I'm at brunch with Jenna, and I'm like, okay, well you got to step outside. <laughs> yeah, and I could tell I was like, yeah. By the way, he left the and he like went off the back door. I was like, okay, something weird is going yeah. on. Yeah. And then, but I will say, I was like, I also was like, it's April Fool's. <laughs> <laughs> She's doing a really, really good bit on you. Wild. Um, but so then I had to go get a sonogram because I was like five weeks along and you have to wait two weeks before you can, I think you have to be at like six to seven weeks before you can get like any sort of abortion. I'm not super positive on that. But um, so I went to go get the sonogram and, which by the way, the woman was like, she was giving me the sonogram. She was looking at the screen and she's one of the good physicians in this case because she asked if I wanted to see the screen and like wanted to see the fetus. A lot of physicians won't, but they legally have to. They have to. They can't just show it to you. Yeah. And so she's like, "Do you want to see this?" And I'm like, "And I've been really happy the whole time." And I was like, "If you show me that screen, I'm gonna scream." <laughs> <laughs> you keep that trained on you, baby. You don't show me that. Um, but so then she was just like looking at the sonogram and she's like called the doctor in and then he gave me a hard finger and they're like you have a huge cyst they're like it, it, they like so right away they told you that you had a big cyst they they said it was huge and they're like the sonogram can't really tell us that much oh but it's i can feel it in your body and then he was trying to get me to feel it and he's like do you feel that and i go that is my belly and he's like no it is not this is like a huge he goes you're so bloated and i'm like my body i'm feel i'm feeling attacked from all angles on this thing yeah literally so we really quickly kind of abandoned the whole thing that i was pregnant and it became like another conversation about like i needed to get an mri to make sure that it wasn't cancerous and then oh i had to like God. wait and then once i got the mri because it wasn't cancerous they didn't really care about taking it out of me in a timely manner like they were like we can postpone your surgery till to july because this happened in may or april so it happened like two months ago and originally they were like we'll get you in for a surgery right away but then when they found out that it was just filled with water they were like (laughs) you're not as much of a priority and i was like okay well now that i know something's in me like i can't stop looking at it and feeling it so i would love to get it out and he's like well you can't get it out and i was like okay but what if it pops and he's like if it pops then everything's kind of solved even though it's really painful if cysts pop you know but it does kind of solve everything where would all the fucking water go oh my god i have no idea where did it land because they took the water out of my belly button i have three incisions on my stomach and they took it out of like my belly button i think i would love if my doctor was listening to this podcast and was like i can't believe this is what she took away from this (laughs) (laughs) if he's like we absolutely did not take water out of her belly button (laughs) and he's like what is she talking about i'm like you can't get an abortion until you're seven weeks long and he's like what (laughs) um but oh yeah and so i was like okay well so what if it pops I'm good. And he's like, yes. And then it was kind of quiet for a while. And he's like, please don't try and pop the cyst. (laughs) And I was like, right. Totally. I was like, (laughs) and I was like, just having really, really rough sex pop as a cyst. And he goes, where did you hear that? (laughs) And I was like, I read it on the internet. And he goes, did it say anything else popped as a cyst? I'm like, plenty of things. But that's really the only thing I think I might be doing. And he's like, you have to be having, like, insane sex to pop a cyst. Oh, 
god. I was like, you don't know, sir. <laughs> you don't know. And I'm like, just kidding. I'm pretty vanilla. <laughs> but yeah, so then I got it out on Monday. My parents came down for the surgery and then Carolyn woke me up by stroking my arm and going, you're so skinny now. I was like, I need you to get me a Percocet. <laughs> I never even had a Percocet. I just really, really need one. <laughs> and then you just, that, so then, yeah, and then, so when you, like, stood up, like, when you, like, got to, like, actually look at yourself, you were, like, you, it was, it was, it was a wild. Yeah. Then when I saw myself, I was, like, I bravely want to be even skinnier. <laughs> <laughs> I looked at myself in the mirror, and I'm, like, if this is how good I look now, <laughs> I can't even imagine how I kept taking before and after pictures and sending them to everyone and at a certain point no one's responding because <laughs> it's also not that transformative but it feels really Wait, do you have the before and after pictures? I do in I one outfit. Like, I would like to see. Them. Yeah, I could send them to you. Okay, good. Kind of this tight respond. yellow skirt. Oh, okay, yeah. And then, and then maybe you could share those photos in case anyone wants to look because I do think I did a bad job describing my body. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no, I think you nailed it. You think <laughs> You're like, here to here to here, amazing, here, not so good. <laughs> and then down, normal, normal, normal. <laughs> normal, normal, normal. <laughs> normal, normal. <laughs> At our, I just have, like, a graveyard of yeah, over Just here. been like, dropping it over the side <laughs> of your chair. <laughs> it looks like underneath, like, a teenager's bed. <laughs> I'm very ill. I'm very ill. Um, Not as ill as those sick, twisted, masturbating teens. <laughs> <laughs> Disgusting. Um, I pray for them every night. Okay. At our live show, we put out slips of paper for the audience to write down their own disgusting ladylike stories, and we're going to read some of those stories. Yeah. And uh, So I will begin. Cool. Okay. One time, I thought I grabbed lube, but it was actually icy hot. Very damaged butthole. Yeah, butthole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're bringing out my prudeness already. <laughs> You're like, do you have sex in the butthole? <laughs> I'm like, that? Oh, goodness. Apparently you can do it. I've never done it myself, but... I'll stick a finger up there if someone really nicely asks, but if someone tries to do it to me, I'll say, move that finger back up north where, <laughs> where I like it. <laughs> stick it in my belly button. <laughs> I always just feel kind of full. Yeah. It's, and it's not in a nice way. Well, I mean, I've just never fully cleaned out. There's no way that I'm, like, shitting. And there's, like, always <laughs> shit in my like people belly. People do clean out. What do you mean? Oh, you like. You never a, shit a full shit? Yeah, exactly. Oh. There's always that would some be horrible. extras. That would, that's not something I would wish on my worst enemy. <laughs> oh, it's horrible. And I can only imagine how much worse it's going to get as I age. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's right, but I. But I've had some very solid shits where it's like one wipe and I'm like Really? I didn't even need to do that one. Mm-hmm. That's incredible. Thank Me you. it's like a half a roll They're of very toilet dense, paper. Really? And I'm like sometimes kind of like fingering. That's what I'm like sit what? My butt <laughs> to just make sure I get oh my God. everything out. Fingering it with the toilet paper. Okay. <laughs> just poking it deep in there. <laughs> Jesus. Just to make sure it's clean. Because I never shit out fully. <laughs> also, though, I got a question for this person. They're grabbing Icy Hot instead oh. of cum. What is your Icy Hot in? And what is, is your cum in? Is it cum? I mean, sorry. <laughs> instead of the jar of cum they use for lube. <laughs> um, lube. Instead of Icy Hot. What are those two things in? That is, that was my question as well. Because isn't Icy Hot 
Isn't it usually in like a... I thought it was in like a tub. Am I wrong? No, it is. It, and it has like... It has insignia on it. Oh, absolutely. It's very clear. It's a hot and cold. It's like... Also, I think the consist. Maybe I'm wrong. Stop barking! But the, Mark Marin has a lot to say about the icy hot. Wait, really? Why? No, just that dog. Oh, I forgot about it. I was, I was like, is it because he's so old and his joints hurt? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I really don't trust this person. In it does this one kind of yeah this one kind of seems like they made it up, but it could. We don't know. Maybe they. I don't know. Maybe they were kind of you know really feeling it. Got a little carried away. Is it? And, yeah. Is it? If if anything, yeah, I thought it was like I thought it was kind of like a thick, like I thought it was kind of like a Vaseline type situation. You rub it on. Yeah, and that is what I believe icy hot to be. Okay. But maybe this person was really fucked up and kind of just like needed it now. You know where we've we've all yeah. been at that place. It's weird to keep them in the same spot, also, don't you think? Yeah, absolutely. Like, you need to keep the icy hot in the kitchen, <laughs> and you need to keep the you need to keep the lube in the entryway or in your safe with your guns. Yeah, which is right. <laughs> fine. <laughs> okay, so mine. Um, this one's just kind of a basic one, but I do feel like it's going to happen to me later today. So I thought it would be nice <laughs> to read aloud. Um, shit my pants in the middle of a conversation with my current partner. <laughs> so that's just a quick one. Other reason we explain you explain why you think it's going to happen. Oh, I've been just popping. <laughs> I've been popping pills all day. Those pills that deconstipate you. What are those called? Laxatives. Yes. I've been popping laxatives because I'm having trouble shitting when I travel. From the surgery. Yeah. From the cyst. It all comes back to the cyst. It all circles back. So anyway, I've been popping those pills and I can't wait for that I'm to result in something exciting. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I know for sure I can't shit at Tuller and Genesis. I would love to be able to shit outside like an animal. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I kind of do know what I mean. Uh, uh, shitting in an outhouse, it's like... I've it's never kind done of, that. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. well, my, my northern Wisconsin is showing, but I... Um, <laughs> it's one of the most free places because it's like you can't... For me, it's like clogging a toilet is always... Oh I'm yeah, worried about obviously because yeah. they're like very dense and solid, like I was totally. explaining. <laughs> so like I like clogged so many toilets in my life. I have this and well. You can't clog a hole in the ground. No, so. <laughs> no, you cannot. Even though it's stinky and there's like flies and stuff. And I'm always worried. This isn't like a rational fear, but it's always like, what if something's in there under all the human waste? You I know? just think that That's like, growing. So what if someone? goes in there and uses that waste for something vile. What if they're hiding under there to look at your butt? Yeah. <laughs> That's the big fear. <laughs> that would be gross. <laughs> Alright, read your next one. Because <laughs> okay. now I really think I have the chills thinking about a person in, yeah, buried in an outhouse. A monster in there. Um, my... <laughs> wait, this just reminded me. My friend growing up, she lived on a farm and her and my sister one time... Or wait, maybe it was my sister's friend and her two friends. So not related to my family at all, but they were, like, playing in the... They were little. They were playing in the outhouse, and somehow they... There's, like, a lock on the front so that, like, mm-hmm. a bear can't get in or whatever. <laughs> and the lock on the front fell down, and they were just locked in the outhouse for, like, four hours. <laughs> oh <my laughs> Until God, that's someone had to come find them, and they were like, ah! <laughs> Could you imagine just, like, how... The smell of poop would haunt you for the rest of your life. Yeah. You'd be like, if I'm going to poop, I'm going to be locked in here. <laughs> I would leave. If that happened to me, every time I poop, I'd leave the door wide open. I like doing that. I'd be scared. It feels good. I like doing that. I like doing that when I pee. Um, I'm, very, oh, I'm a shy pooper. Yeah. 
Also, that same friend, when she was a little kid, she, um, <laughs> they, they had a blueberry patch, and so she found what she thought was an unripe blueberry. You know how they're kind of white? But it was a tick. It was a, it was a full, <gasps> like, it was so full of blood that it was fat and white. Have you ever seen a tick like no. that? No. Did she bite into it? She ate it. She ate the tick. <laughs> how did she figure out it was a tick? Uh, I think it must have tasted right. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, actually, it's a good question because, like, it's, like, sort of a famous story that Marina ate a tick like that, but, um, yeah. well, I kind of outed her. I've had her on the podcast before. Um, I cannot believe she ate a tick. <clears throat> yeah, how did they know? I don't know. Maybe she saw, like, I don't know. I like to think that maybe she was out with someone and, again, saw the same thing and was like, we should eat these, and someone's like, that's a tick. I don't know. You know? You find them on dogs a lot, nice and juicy like that. Yeah. God, they really creep me out. Yeah. It is, when you find one on your body, it is, um, it's really upsetting. There's something to me about leeches and ticks that are really, really frightening. I was always afraid of a leech, this is also, like, not a rational fear, but I always thought they would swim up my vagina. A leech would? Yeah. Yeah. Ringworm can get in your vagina, and that really scares me. I don't know how you contract it, but all I know is I really don't want it. Isn't that's the one where it's like a little rash though? Yes, right? and it grows like in your skin. Gross. Okay. Um, I slept at my friend's house, and we slept together. The next morning, her blood was everywhere, including on me. I hope that's. I assume it's from a period, but it could also be like, uh, <laughs> like she killed her friend, and, yeah. like in a in a night terror. <laughs> sort of vague (laughs) I once had a friend who I bled on her sheets and she was like I need you to pay for these sheets and I was like we're in high school your parents are billionaires I think you should pay for your own sheets and it wasn't even that bad yeah it was like a little mark blood comes out if if you get on it right away Okay, so this one's a little bit on the longer side, but I'll try and read through it quickly. In nursing school, I was learning to put in a urinary catheter into a very overweight man. Imagine your first time doing a very invasive procedure and literally not being able to locate the penis. And under his huge belly, with the covers off, it was just a dark cave where the dragons was sleeping. I had to ask the man to push on either side of his fupa area while another nurse held his belly as like in like a... Sorry, it's just hard to read. And like a jack-in-the-box's penis popped out. And as I inserted the catheter nervously, he shouted, It feels so weird. The next day, he gave me a Starbucks gift card. (laughs) Jesus. I'm concerned why he thought that, like, the healthcare payment... (laughs) Why he needed to tip. (laughs) He also had to tip through a Starbucks gift card. It's better than giving her money, though, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Because then I really would be like, what did you think happened? What do you think just happened between us? (laughs) Oh, my goodness. A catheter. Um, Okay. Oh, okay. Once I puked during a date. I went to the bathroom to puke and then continued the date. I puked because of bad sushi. He really wanted a kiss at the end and I let him, but without tongue. Still gross. He looked worried after. (laughs) You like that one? A little sushi kiss? Yeah. Yeah. A little sushi throw-up kiss? I think she's a little... I think if you're gonna have invite someone to spend the rest of your life, but they need to kiss you at all stages of your life. Um, I guess, 
Yeah. <laughs> puke in mouth. Anything. I think for me, puke is I would, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to. <laughs> really? I would give him a pass on the puke thingy, but yeah. <laughs> I think a little peck. Okay, a little. A little peck. All right, just a little one. I Fine. think it's kind of sweet. And shows that person there's nothing you can do that disgusts me. Because <laughs> I love you. Romance. <laughs> okay, um, once at a wedding in Ireland, I was hooking up with a guy in the parking lot. He went down on me, but then I remembered I had my period. I pulled him up to kiss me, reached down and pulled my tampon out, threw it over my head into the bushes, and pushed his head back down. <laughs> I just think that's a really the luck inspirational the story that yeah. we all should keep in mind. <laughs> Because yeah, it kind of goes with the kissing with the puke thing. You can, uh, it's sort of amazing what you can just sort of sneak out of your vagina with no one noticing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> one time this guy who I was having sex with, I don't know if I said this last time on the podcast, but maybe, maybe I did, but one time this guy I was having sex with who wasn't, like, particularly interesting in bed or aggressive, we were having sex and I was like, or no, 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 we were about to have sex. And I was like, I'm actually on my period. And he reached down between my legs and just pulled my tampon out, like, in one swift move. And then fucked me. And it was, like, the hottest thing ever. Because it was, like, he knew exactly where it was. And he just, like, didn't care. And I was like, wow, wow, yes, I'm on me. <laughs> I like that. But, yeah, I do take out my tampon all the time during sex. And it feels like no one's really paying attention. And I kind of put it to the side. Worry about it later. <laughs> Put it in your backpack. Yeah. <laughs> Put it in their backpack for a little souvenir. <laughs> um, okay. In sixth grade, I ran track. And at some point during sprinting, I fully pooped my pants. <laughs> I was wearing gray basketball shorts, so you could absolutely see it. And I couldn't do anything and had to wait <laughs> until my mom picked me up an hour later. <laughs> oh. I just think it's sad, the waiting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, God. I had, one of my, I had a boyfriend who told me this story about when he was in... <laughs> When he was in high school, he was on the football team, and <laughs> I totally forgot about this. When he told me the story, I, like, laughed. I was, like, crying laughing, and he was like, okay, well, not that funny. <laughs> but, so he's at football, I think a game, and, um, or I can't remember if it was practice, but he, like, after the game, he really had to take a shit, so he's running around the school trying to get in to use the bathroom, but all the doors are locked, so he's, like, looking and looking <laughs> for a door, and there's nothing <laughs> And finally just shits his pants. <laughs> and he's wearing, like, football pants. So they're yeah. really tight. Um, so then, to disguise it, he found a patch of mud. <laughs> and he just sat down in the mud. Ew! <laughs> you couldn't see the shit. <laughs> and he, like, kind of got away with it. And then he said... Oh, my God. <laughs> and then he said his dad was driving him home. Stop! Barking and running the bypass. Um, his dad was driving him home after practice, and he said his dad didn't say anything, but he just slowly rolled down the window. <laughs> I actually, I have like 
so the opposite problem. I just like can never shit. But right after I got the abortion, I woke up and I was like, I have to shit so bad. So I asked the nurse to take me to the bathroom and she's like, you have to leave this door unlocked because I was still like really woozy, like from the medicine. And so I left the door unlocked, but then I realized I was like hugely constipated because I had just had this like procedure done. So my, my body felt really weird, like pushing it out and I already can't shit well. And so I was like, oh, I'll make a squatty potty. So I was like looking around the hospital bathroom, like under the sink. And I kind of constructed this squatty potty potty and the nurse like opened the door and was like what are you doing and she's like some of those things are toxic why are you touching those things and I was like I literally just had an abortion and I'm just trying to poop like could you leave me alone and she's like that stuff you shouldn't have touched it and I was like okay I'll put it away she goes don't put it away it's toxic so she comes in while I'm shitting takes it out from under my feet and is like putting it away while I'm just like trying to poop and we're just like looking at each other and then she mutters she's like I've never seen anyone do that before <laughs> she's like I thought we aborted the child <laughs> yeah here she is on the toilet and here's the fucking child <laughs> um but yeah so I do I'm kind of envious of people who even shit their pants <laughs> Because I'm like, wow. I've made a, I've made a squatty putty before with, I just take the, I take the, if the trash in the bathroom doesn't have much in it, you can just mm-hmm. flip the trash yes. can upside down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've made plenty, I've made plenty, that's why I kind of was like looking around the bathroom. Yeah, you're like, what do you think I'm doing? <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so this one is actually not related to a person losing control over their body. My friend Sam and I drove seven hours from Michigan to Chicago to visit my sister before I lived here. After we got to Chicago and settle in, she exclaimed, oh yeah, and lifts up her shirt, pulls a skittle out of her belly button and said, I saved a treat. (laughs) She is known for holding skittles and M&M in her belly button because she likes them warmed up. Oh, yuck. It would melt. <laughs> Your belly button would be like orange. I just can't even. Salty. Also, a tiny M&M, one tiny M&M and one Skittle is not a sweet treat. No. Nope, nope, nope. No. But that being said, I will put string cheese in my back pocket to warm it up because I like it room temp. <laughs> it is a wrapper Is on. that true? Yes, because it... It just, the texture is better when it's warm. No, the only way to eat string cheese is right out of the fridge. Cold no, I like it a be. little warm. I'll put it in my backpack, keep it there for a while. <laughs> it's pasteurized. It's really Oh my god. <laughs> also, I can't, I can't remember if I told this story on the podcast before, but when I was in high school, we were running stairs, like, before it was warm enough to practice for soccer. Like, when there's uh-huh. some snow on the ground, we'd just work out in the school and we'd so we were running stairs, and it's a really huge school where it's, like, five stories tall. It's very, like, whimsical. And so we would run up there, we go all the way down, and we just do this constant, like, ring. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's this orange, um, <laughs> the orange Starburst jelly bean on the <laughs> stairs, and I passed it, like, three times. I was like, ah. It looks so good. <laughs> <laughs> the fourth time, it was still there. Like, I just went for it and I ate it. <laughs> Our live story comes from me. I'm Jenna Gephardt. And this story was recorded in May of 2019. Here's me. <laughs> we sold our I, um, I found a turd at the laundromat. <laughs> I have been dying to talk about it. Uh, clearly. Um, I found a turd at the laundromat. 
I go to the Friendly Wash on Fullerton and Kimball. Anyone else? Oh, okay, cool. I guess you guys all have in unit or one, you know. <laughs> no, that would be, that's the 1%. But you probably have it in the basement, which, boy, I am jealous, because there's turds at the laundromat. <laughs> I tried to do this stuff for like, I did like a private event and I was like, do you guys all own your washer and dryer? And they were like, yeah, we're 45. <laughs> oh! <laughs> I was so like, literally, the thought did not occur to me. <laughs> you can buy those things. <laughs> anyway, um, I don't know where you put them, but you can buy them. <laughs> I'm gonna put one in my room. <laughs> I imagine when you buy them, they're like, business or pleasure? <laughs> I don't even know how that would work. Uh, anyways, okay, so I found a turd at the laundromat. Uh, so I, I go to the Friendly Wash, and when they first bought it, uh, they, put a, they put this big sign out front, and it said, welcome to the Friendly Wash. Expect friendliness, expect cleanliness, expect things to work, expect the unexpected. <laughs> And I was like, I was making this joke over and over. I was like, you can't write expect the unexpected in the end of a laundromat because I'm gonna expect a turd. <laughs> I shouldn't be expecting anything unexpected in the laundromat, and if I do, it's gonna be a turd. Uh, and then I, last week, I walked in there and popped open the washing machine, and it, it was like I willed it into existence. <laughs> like looking up at me like, mama. <laughs> And then obviously, you know, I felt responsible for the turd. I, I had to tell someone. Um, but also, you know, I'm very aware that I am gentrifying the neighborhood, so I didn't want anyone to think that I wasn't chill with the turd. Uh, I, I, I didn't want to be like, okay, Becky, I'll get you a manager. I was like, what's like the cool way to be like, mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, So I, I walked up and I was like, excuse me, ma'am, I have some bad news. <laughs> I was like, it seems that someone has tried to wash a piece of shit in the shower. <laughs> um, and it was not her first rodeo at all. <laughs> like, whatever, I'll get the spray. <laughs> uh, she also seemed to sort of already know where it was, which I thought was weird. I was like, come on, I'll just play it. And she was like, it's, nope, don't worry about it. Uh, <laughs> but here's the thing, it's like, I was obviously giggling a lot, you know? <laughs> Clearly, I like this type of thing. So like, <laughs> I was laughing a suspicious amount. Uh, that she thought it was me. <laughs> I was laughing simply too much. She was like, this strange little bitch put her tiny ass in the cheap car. <laughs> she took a shit in there, now I'm cleaning it up, and she's gonna go home and jack off. <laughs> and I just want you guys to know it really wasn't me. <laughs> I didn't do it. I didn't. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs>
turtle. I shared space with the turtle. I um, clearly, there's a lot of questions about the turtle's origin story. Um, you know, people are, like, people are like, was it an act of God? Was it? Was it an act of terrorism? Um, I'm an optimistic person, and I choose to believe that it was an honest mistake. And I, you know, I think maybe somebody just forgot they had it in their pocket. <laughs> when they wash their jeans, <laughs> or maybe they were washing all their turds and then they just forgot that last one. You've been listening to the Ladylike Podcast. I've been here with Jesse Morner Ritt. I mean, I guess I'll plug something way far out, but on July 29th at Union Hall at 8 p.m., I'm having a dystopic bed and breakfast themed comedy show. Um, so, I mean, tickets are for sale for that, so I guess it's not that ridiculous to plug. So come on out for that. I'm Jenna Gephardt, and this podcast has been produced by me. If you'd like to check out our live show, it happens every third Monday of the month at Cafe Mustache in Logan Square. Our live show is produced by Carly Ballerini, Allison Dunn, Sarah Sherman, and myself. The theme song is performed by Natalie Grace Alford. Make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Ladylike Chicago, and to subscribe and rate this podcast, and we'll see you next week. <laughs>